Welcome to Wellness Insights with Dr. Chalmers. I'm Dr. Chalmers. So this is a fun one for me. This always starts lots and lots of arguments and people calling me all sorts of names, and this is always fun. So there are several exercises that I tell people they should, probably shouldn't do, and there are certain exercises I tell people they should never, ever do, especially long-term. Three of them are some of the most popular exercises around. Bench press with a bar, squat with a bar, and kettlebell swings you should never, ever do. So here's why. The natural range of motion for the shoulders, and for those of you who are watching us, you can see this. Natural range of motion of the shoulder is here. What ends up happening is as you're doing that motion, it's arms up, elbows out by your side, hands in front of your elbows. As your elbows come closer, as your hands come up like they're doing a bench press, your hands come closer together. A bench bar does not allow that to happen. So it puts a very interesting force vector into your shoulder that will damage it almost every single time as time goes along. So I tell people, don't do bench with a bar. Do it with dumbbells. I love dumbbell bench. Like it's awesome. But what you'll notice is that you'll come down and your hands will be pretty straight. And then as you come up, your pinkies tend to roll in towards each other. That's because that's the natural range of motion of the shoulder. Your dumbbells come out on the opposite sides of your chest. And then as you press up, they come together and their pinkies come in and they almost clang together. It's just the natural movement. That's because that's how your arms and body naturally are supposed to move. So yeah, do that. Now I like to do cable flies. I'll do four sets of 15 low, four sets of 15 mid and four sets of 15 high. Then I'll go do my dumbbells. And the reason is because then I can do lighter dumbbells, still get the damage to the muscle, still get the growth of the muscle while I take pressure off my ligaments, tendons, and joints, my elbows, wrists, and shoulders. Now, if you like to lift heavy, if you if you want to be, if your goal is to be the heaviest lifting guy in the gym, which is not my goal, then go ahead and knock yourself out. Like that's, that's fine. Now, if you're an Olympic lifting sport and you have to do bench press, then you're going to have to train in bench press to do bench press. However, I would tell you to train a little bit here and there just for safety with dumbbells and that type of thing to maintain different functional muscle groups. Squat with a bar. When you put a bar on your back, the first thing that happens is you compress your discs. So you're putting a ton of pressure, ton of force, ton of degenerative damaging force on the spine, the bones, the ligaments, the tendons, the discs, the nerves, all that stuff gets kind of gets super compressed and that's bad. Here's the other thing. If that was it, I wouldn't really say much. I'd be like, nah, do some inversion, do some stretching, you'll be fine. Here's my actual problem with it. Because you're using both legs, if you have a weak right ankle and a weak left knee, you're never going to know. Because as you do that, the body will compensate and put all the force that's supposed to go to that weak right ankle throughout the rest of the body. And that weak left knee, all that force goes somewhere else is also. So as we build up the muscle around that weak joint, the force going into that weak joint gets greater. So we have a higher chance of damaging the ligament, the knee, the, the, the ankle as time goes on. However, if you do single leg work, single leg step up, single leg squats, things like that, the ankle that was weak can't be weak anymore. It's the only ankle you have working. So it has to get stronger. We have to work on it. It has to let us know what's wrong so that we can get therapy on it so we can get the ankle fixed. Same thing with that weak left knee. Everything gets stronger. Everything gets better. Plus, because your body has to now function with just one leg, so the balance has obviously been decreased by 50%, your body has to increase balance, coordination, functionality, core strengthening, core stability, because every Everything has to go through that one leg. You've got to be able to stand on one leg and move around on one leg. So yeah, it's a big, big deal. Single leg squats will help a lot of different things. We have all of our pro athletes do a lot of these. We have our gymnasts. We have our high-end athletes, all of them doing single leg work so that we can balance and structure everything. Here's the other piece about the lower core, lower cross that people don't talk about. If you bend over and touch your toes and your right hamstring is tighter than your left, you 100% have back and core function problem because as the think about this. As the right hamstring is pulling tighter, it's rocking that side of the hip backward. So it's obviously destabilized because if one is sitting neutral and the other one's pitched back five degrees, 
it's not it's not a level surface. So you're not going to get that that force to come that force vector to come off properly. So we need to loosen that hamstring. Again, that goes back to working each leg individually, all the joints together, making sure you know on that one leg, making sure that that kinetic motion goes toes, ankle, knee, hip, uh, low back, SI, that it moves the way it's supposed to, that it functions the way it's supposed to, so that we have a functional movement. So that's the reason that I like people to do single leg squats instead of with a bar. Plus, all that if you don't take do the bar, you do single leg. You can hold a 20, 30 pound dumbbell, go slow, and just burn up your leg. Like when we have our our professional athletes do them, when they first come in, we're like, we're just doing single leg squats today with no weight. People go, oh, this is gonna be easy. They're like 30 minutes later into it, they're crying, their knees are wag wiggling left and right, and they're like, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. And these are pro athletes, so a lot of you guys are gonna have to like do some stuff for balance. You're gonna have to hold stuff as you do this, but it's trust me, it's the best way to go is to do single leg squats and function through there. So, and I'll do some videos on how to do that here before too terribly long. Now, kettlebell swing. Okay, 50% of the kettlebell swing I love, think is awesome, and I think we should do more of. 50% I think we should never ever do or never ever come close to doing ever again. The 50% that's bad is bad enough that I think we should never do kettlebell swings. So the grabbing the weight and coming up with it, love it, awesome. That hip pop, that's phenomenal. It's a great explosive exercise. Now, if you let go of the kettlebell swing at its apex and just let it fly, it's a fantastic exercise. Do more of it. Go outside and throw those hammers, throw those things, fling them all over the place, knock yourself out. We're going to have a great time. We're going to get stronger. The issue comes when we try to catch it. As it comes down, 90% of the time, you catch it in a manner that puts all that force, that snapping instant force in the L4, L5, L5S1 disc, and it's going to damage the disc. I have sent more people to surgery from kettlebell swings than I have from car wreck. Okay? So that's why I don't like it. Now, if you're like, hey, I'm going to go outside in the grass and I'm going to throw my 20 pound kettlebell swing. Okay. You're not going to swing it anymore. You're just going to fling it. You're just going to throw it, walk up to it, throw it again. Dude, do that exercise. That's a fantastic exercise. But anytime we start catching it, it's bad. So even the exercise where you toss the medicine ball up in the air and then you catch it, when you catch it, see where that force goes. If that force is going into your low back, don't do that exercise anymore or drop the weight. You're supposed to catch that with your hips and drop your hips straight down, not move your back at all. Problem with kettlebell swings is that you can't really do a swing without letting that force go into that L5 S1 vertebra. And the vast majority of people, when they get tired, they start losing their form and all everything goes right there as well. So that's why I say you should never do that. So those are your three that are really, really bad. I think you can remove all bar work, you know, from exercise, you know, even by, even curls with bars and stuff like that. Use dumbbells, use individual handed dumbbells. Like I don't have any bars. I will never have any bars in my personal gym. Uh, the one I work out in, I've just got cables and dumbbells. So uh, think about those exercises. You know, if you're at a point where you don't need to show off with your bench press anymore, I would take them out. Take out the squat, start doing single leg work. I think you're going to find that it's it's hard. And so I think you'll find that if you miss the hard, you'll find it there. And as far as functionality goes, I think you guys are going to find it pretty awesome as well. Now, I'll tell you one more thing. You know, when I was in high school and I didn't know any better, I was doing squat as well, heavy squat. I was, you know, my max squat I ever did was 600 pounds. Uh, my ankles were jacked in high school and college and for quite a while. And they always hurt walking up and down stairs. And some days they hurt a lot worse than others, but they I could always feel them. When I started about three, four months into doing single leg squats, by the time I got good at them and everything else like that, I was walking up the stairs chasing one of my kids and I realized my ankles don't hurt anymore. So I fixed my ankles doing single leg squats. And I will tell you from someone who's lifted real heavy weight for a long time with my legs, the single leg squats, my body weight or a 20 pound dumbbell is substantially harder than a lot of the squats I've done with heavy weight. So try it out. I think that you guys will, if you do it right, I think you guys will kind of find that it's, it's just as good of a workout, if not better. So, so those are the three workouts that I always tell people to avoid if we're worried about long-term functionality. Um, unfortunately, some of you high school 
kids can't because your coaches are going to tell you what to do. And if you don't do it, you're in trouble. But if you want a good cross training thing, do some of these other exercises as well. So if you guys have any questions, questions at chalmerswellness.com and we'll get them answered. And hopefully we can uh, all get better together. Thanks. Thanks.